Welcome to Grow a Million Dollar Business. My name is Heidi Richards Mooney, and I am your host today. Today's program is entitled How to Get Out of Debt and Get an A Credit Rating for Free. My special guest is Harine Freeman, CEO and owner of H.E. Freeman Enterprises, which provides credit repair services to help people restore their credit rating and develop good money management skills to pay off debts and plan for retirement. She is an energetic speaker, author, personal finance expert, and freelance writer. She was once $19,000 in debt, only making $21,000 a year, and was successfully able to get herself out of debt without filing for bankruptcy. Her knowledge and tips have helped her diverse clientele restore their credit, learn how to manage their finances, and get totally out of debt. Ms. Freeman has appeared in Market Watch, Black Enterprise, Essence Magazine, Pink Magazine, The Prince George Gazette, Bankrate, CreditCards.com, Yahoo, and others. She is also the author of How to Get Out of Debt, Get an A Credit Rating for Free, a self-help book on credit repair that provides consumers with a step-by-step plan on how to get out of debt, increase their credit rating, and maintain good credit, the subject of today's interview. Welcome, Harine. Thanks for having me. Oh, I am just delighted. Harine, tell our listeners, our listeners would just love to know how you got out of debt. Can you share your story with us, please? Sure. I got into debt when I went to college. There were credit card companies on campus, and they lured us over to the table with a free T-shirt. And I got my free T-shirt and a credit card at the same time. And so I ended up getting approved for the first one, and they started sending pre-approved offers in the mail. I signed up for all of those. I ended up having 13 credit cards and being $19,000 in debt all while I was in college. Wow. And forget the fact that you probably had tuition bills to pay, too. My goodness, that had to be scary for you. It was very scary and very traumatic. Very, um, It was a very difficult time. I was very um, embarrassed, very um, depressed, I'm just going through all kinds of emotions and changes with that experience. And I, and I knew about saving. I had a savings account, but I did not understand how credit worked. And so that's how I got into a big um, financial crisis. And so what was the turning point for you to get yourself out of debt? Well, the turning point was I just basically got fed up. I got tired of the creditors calling my house, calling my job every five minutes, being rude and unprofessional towards me simply because I owed some money to their company. And so I said, I have got to do something. And so I didn't really know what to do. So I just started doing research, and I called each one of my creditors. I set up a payment plan. I put myself on a budget. Um, I actually lost my job, um, but I found another job. I got a part-time job in addition to my full-time job, and I put myself on a strict budget. I didn't go out to eat. I didn't buy any new clothes. I took my lunch to work. I caught the bus to work. You know, I just went home and went to work and really cut back on all of my uh, spending, and so um, with doing that, I was able to pay off all of my small debts in a year and then walk my way towards my larger debts. It took a period of four years, but I was able to pay everything off, increase my credit score, get completely out of debt, go on to buy a home, um, start a business, that kind of thing. And so that's what you now share with your clients and teach them how to do? 
That's correct. Wonderful. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, What would you say is your client's biggest challenge with money, you know, such as debt, money management, saving money, the value of a dollar? I mean, there's so many areas. There, yeah, there are a lot of areas, and but my client's biggest challenge is managing their money and uh, living within their means. It's the you know it's so easy to get a credit card. They make it so easy. It's so easy to use a credit card every day. Um, but some people don't have discipline, and so they live above their means, and then they get themselves into a financial situation that they can't seem to get out of. So that is uh, one of the biggest challenges that they experience. But obviously they can get themselves out. They just need to, you know, find the right counsel and and stick to a plan and and that sort of thing. Exactly. And I know there's more to it that's simplifying it, and we're going to get into that as well. So let's talk about um, the current economic crisis we've been facing in the United States and with the banks closing and, you know, getting banks, uh, you know, helping – funding uh, a major, you know, AIG and and should we be concerned as consumers if our banks close and and or was bought by another bank? That would be my first question in a series of others, of course. Yes, well, you should not be concerned if your bank closes um and it was bought by another bank, for example, Wachovia was bought by Citigroup. So, all of um the same services that you receive at Wachovia, you will still receive until the deal goes through, which is supposed to be the end of the year, by the end of the year. And then technically all of the Wachovia customers would switch over to Citicorp. Citigroup, I'm pardon me, Citigroup customers. And so all of your account information will remain the same. All of your services will remain the same. And if you have a balance of 100000 or less, your money is FDIC insured. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, now, in the case of IndyMag, where their government took it over, um, they have provisions in place. So if you were um, with a bank and the banks officially closed, like Washington Mutual, they do have provisions in place for their existing customers, be it you know your loan will be serviced by another company um, or something like that. So they have provisions in place. So there's really no need for customers to worry uh, because... Um, your account will still be protected and your money will still be protected. So, and I know a lot of people are running to the bank, taking their money out, and, and that's not really a good thing to do because if everyone takes their money out of the banks, then we will have no more banks because there will be no more money. So we don't want to do that. But I do recommend that your listeners take just a few dollars, um, put it in a safe at home, maybe a couple hundred dollars, just enough for basic necessities. So if something happens that your bank closes and you're unable to get to the bank to take some money out, you do have a few dollars to buy groceries, pay for small expenses. Until the banks uh, figure it all out? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, how long does something like that take? If, they, for instance, if someone did take all, some a bank did close, and it, and I mean, what could we expect? How long it would take for the government to step in? Which I totally am against in a lot of ways, but that's another story in itself. I mean, well, every situation is different. I mean, the government doesn't take over every single bank, as you can see with. Um, Lehman Brothers, they didn't. They didn't step in. The company went bankrupt. Um, Washington Mutual, um, you know, they are completely out of existence now. They're, you know, taken over by uh, 
another bank. So every situation is different. So it's no, you know, it's hard to say what exactly is going to happen when a bank um, announces that it's going to be bought or announces that uh, they're filing for bankruptcy. You just have to sort of wait and see um, because the banks aren't going to come right out and tell their customers what's going on. So you just kind of have to wait to see what what happens. Um, so you just have to stay glued to the news. Um, probably at least until the end of the year to see if any more banks close. Okay. Yeah, and it is kind of scary. You don't know what to do. You don't know if you should, like, and you don't want to panic because when you panic, it causes everybody to panic. It's kind of like the whole exactly. catch-22, yeah. Exactly. Um, so what are some ways consumers can protect their money that's currently in banks? Well, if your money is, like I said, if your balance is $100,000 or below, the FDC, I see insurers that amount of money. Now, if your balance is above 100000 you may want to um, move that money around and, and reduce the balance so that your money is FDIC insured. And in addition, um, like I said, you don't want to take your money out of the bank. You don't want to close your account. You want to keep your money in the bank. And just make sure that uh, you, you develop good money management skills during this time. Reduce your expenses as much as you can. Try to live below your means. A lot of people um, live paycheck to paycheck or their expenses are more than what they earn. So this is a, a really critical time for people to go back to um, what your grandparents or your great-grandparents may have told you and to live within your means. Reduce your expenses. Take your lunch to work. Catch catch public transportation. Um, you know, if you'd like to drink Starbucks, bring coffee from home, use coupons, buy things on sale. This is really a time for people to really cut back on their spending and try to save money because we really don't know what's going to happen with the economy right now. Okay. And I think every expert would, most experts would agree with you, but I've heard, you know, some people say keep spending money because that's what generates more revenue and keeps the money flowing. So I guess there are a lot of different, you know, and I mean some days I say, oh, gosh, I can't spend this, and the other days I'm like, i got to spend money so that people will spend money in my business. You know, it's kind of, it's it's just so confusing. Well, if you yes, in and in in the sense that yes, if everyone stops spending money, the economy would stop. But you only should spend money on the things you need to spend money on. Don't uh, continue to live above your means because you may end up in losing your home, or you you know you don't know really what's going to happen with this economy. HP is laying off sixty-seven thousand people. Um, you know, Wachovia may lay off some people. So we really don't know what the future holds. So that's why it's important that people live below their means, save their money, and try to cut back. And, yes, people should spend money on basic necessities like food, clothing, and shelter. But outside of that, you don't need to go buy a new outfit. You don't need to go trade in your car for a new car. You don't need to go buy a bigger house. Those are the things that got people into the trouble that they're in now. So in that aspect, you don't need to uh, live above your means. You just need to budget your money and reduce your expenses. So let's talk a little bit about debt. Um, can you share the statistics of the amount of individuals in debt and how your book addresses these statistics? Well, uh, there are approximately 30 million people who get into debt every year. Um, as of July 2008, there were 2,300,000 foreclosures. Um, there were... Well, so far there are 967,000 uh, bankruptcies that have been filed. Um, the total consumer debt is around $2.56 trillion, and that includes mortgages, credit cards, car loans, that kind of thing. So uh, the country is really 
in a crisis mode. And as you can see with those statistics, that a lot of people are in debt, and those numbers are growing every day. Um, the average credit card debt is $8,565. College tuition increases twice the rate of inflation. So you can see that this this current crisis that we're in is very widespread and very um, hard impact on too many Americans. And so that's why I stress to your listeners that they really need to cut back and live below their means because we do not know what the future holds. Um, you know, we, the election is coming up, and now is the time to go to your congressmen, go to your senators, House Representatives, and tell them to put provisions in place to help people stay in their homes, to help college students go to college without having to pay high uh, costs for interest rates and high um, tuition rates. So that's what I want to implore to your listeners to do. Okay. So what are some of the warning signs of bad credit? There are many warning signs of bad credit, but I'll just give you a few. If you pay all of your bills with credit cards, um, if your credit balances are 50% or more of the credit limit, if you don't even know how much debt you owe, that is definitely a problem. And if creditors are constantly calling you in your house day and night asking you to pay bills, <laughs> if most of your accounts are in collections, um, if you're considering filing for bankruptcy, that is an indication that you have bad credit and you definitely need to change your spending habits and the way you think about money. So it sounds like a lot of doom and gloom, Harine. So what are let, I'm, but I'm sure there's a silver lining somewhere. So let's talk about some of those uh, ways we can do things uh, to help our to help us get out of this um, situation we're in. What are some of the things that you tell your clients to do when they have bad credit? In other words, what steps should we start to take to repair our credit? Well, the obvious one is definitely to pay your bills on time. If for some reason you feel that you will be making a late payment, call your creditor right away to try to set up a payment plan. If they refuse, then you need to file a complaint against them with your local Better Business Bureau or your local Consumer Affairs Department or Attorney General's office. In addition, uh, try not to live above your means. Uh, pay everything with cash. Get a copy of your credit report. Verify all the information on there because the statistic is that Seventy uh, percent of credit reports contain one mistake, and seventy-five percent of credit reports contain one major mix mistake, which can drastically lower your credit score. So make sure all of your information on your credit report is accurate. For any old accounts you have, you need to call the creditors, set up payment plans, and pay off those old debts, which will help increase your credit score as well. And then if you don't have any existing accounts that are in a good status, you may want to open a secured credit card to help build up your credit history, which will also increase your credit score. Oh, wonderful. So how about, how about our credit rating? How can we improve that? Well, your credit rating can be improved by um, making sure that you pay uh, more than a minimum monthly payment. Try to double your payments if you can. If you can, at least send a few dollars extra each month. Um, try to keep your uh, debt balances at 28% or below your, your total monthly income. In addition, try not to open uh, credit card accounts uh, more than once a year, once or twice, uh, once a year, um, in some cases once every two years because that does lower your credit score. If you're shopping for something, uh, try to shop um, for that particular item within a two-week period. Anything outside of that, uh, an inquiry uh, counts against you, and so you should have no more than one or two inquiries uh, within a year's period of one per six months. And in addition, 
you want to make sure that you do business with reputable companies. There are a lot of companies out there that say, you know, bad uh, bad credit, no problem, or that kind of thing. So you want to make sure you do business with reputable companies like banks. If you want to get a credit card, get it from a bank. Um, don't get it from a pre-approved offer you get in the mail or junk mail you get. Um, make sure the company is reputable. Because when you apply for credit in the future, uh, they will see the companies that are known to do business with people who have bad credit, and chances of approval will be very low. Wow. Those are all good tips. I mean, I I can tell you that Dun & Bradstreet called me the other day asking me, saying that my credit history had been pulled three times in the last month, and they wanted to know why. But that's because I'm looking at buying a piece of property and doing different options, but I had no idea that they'd pulled my credit three different times, which is bad because apparently, according to what you've just told me, you know, every time they look at that, it's they pull the credit, your credit, it's not good. That's right. Yeah, wow. That's exactly right. Well, I'll have to watch that then. Um, is this a good time, would you think, to buy or sell a house, and is is this a good time to start investing? Well, right now it's a buyer's market, so um, right now is a great time for people to buy a home because interest rates are low. Now, previously with the subprime market, even if you had bad credit, you could get into a home, but that's not the case anymore. If you want to buy a home now, you really have to have good credit, um, a good steady employment uh, to get approved for a home loan because banks and financial institutions do not want to take that risk anymore because they've lost so much money and so many banks and financial institutions have closed. This is definitely not a good time to sell because um, the market... uh, value of homes has gone down dramatically. So uh, if you're in a loan and you're upside down, now is not a good time to sell because if you sell, you will still owe money to the mortgage company. Um, And now is also a great time to invest. If you don't have any investments, now is a great time to invest while prices are low. Um, Hopefully after the election, uh, stock prices will go up, and hopefully after this bailout plan is approved, stock prices will go up, start to go up. So now is the best time to invest. Um, and you know, start out slow. Talk to a financial advisor. Find out what your options are. Set some goals for yourself if you want to save for retirement, for your children's college education, whatever your goals are. Tell your financial advisor, and they can map up, map out a plan for you to ensure that your goals are met, so that when you get to retirement age, you have enough money to sustain yourself during your retirement years. So is there is there such a thing as a low risk investment and if so what what would that be look like <laughs> That's a great question. Uh probably the only low risk investment is if you invest um in bonds, in government bonds because they have a steady interest rate. It's very low, but you never lose money with that. Anything outside of that, <laughs> you will um there is a risk you will lose money because of the stock market. If you invest in mutual fund, you're going to make you're going to have gains and losses if you invest um, in the individual stocks, you're going to have gains or losses. So anything, like I said, outside of bond, you're going to lose money. Um, they do have CDs, which do earn interest. Um, so that is the one option if you're afraid to open up a retirement account or mutual fund. They also have um, online savings accounts, some of which have high interest rates, such as HSBC, ING, or Immigrant Direct, and it's a, they're about 3 or 4% interest rate. It's not really an investment vehicle, but if you're afraid to invest, that's another option that where you can grow money on your savings. So those are some things that your listeners can select from when they're considering investing. So let me give you a scenario. Say you're say for instance you're twenty thousand dollars in credit card debt 
you're not able to hardly make the the minimum monthly payment, and you get this person who calls you up and says, I can help you get out of credit card debt, I can help you wipe out your credit card debt, and I can, you know, repair your credit. So you, you, earlier you said those were not, that was not a good option. So those companies, there there is no such company that exists that does exactly do that, and, and, and if they do it, what are the ramifications long term? Oh, there are several companies out there that do that, but you have to do research on the company. I have a lot of clients who have gone to debt consolidation companies um, or debt settlement companies, uh, and they basically set up a loan for you to um, to pay off your debts. And in some cases, they do not deliver what is promised, and many times the clients ended up owing more than they originally did because their bills were not paid. So anytime you do business with any company, you need to do research on the company, uh, see if you know anyone has used the company, try to find out if you can find any reviews on the company to see what kind of success rate they have. Um, but when you go to a company, you should ask them what services they provide, um, if they send letters to your creditors, ask for a copy of the letters and get it get um, something in writing to describe the services that you will be receiving and the cost of those services. And you just need to follow up. If you're on a, a contract or monthly payment, you need to follow up every month and make sure that your bills are getting paid. If not, you need to bring it to their attention and possibly go to another company to, uh, to do business with. So then are there any... Um, because I hear on the radio these companies that say we don't charge you anything for this. Are they government funded? Or are they? Are they've got to be making some money somewhere? They say yes, they're profit. You know. Yes, there are companies out there that do not charge you a fee, and a lot of those companies are nonprofit, and so um, they do provide services free of charge. There are a lot of um, the CCCS Credit Counseling um, Agency of America. They have. Uh, offices across the country, and they do provide their services for free. Um, and so you, so you definitely can go there to get help with um, repaying your credit um, and getting issues fixed on your credit report. Now, some of those companies do not provide a holistic system. They just basically help you pay off your debts. But if you still have bad spending habits, then you may uh, get into debt again. I know people who have five bankruptcy multiple times, who have filed foreclosure multiple times. And so you that's just a Band-Aid on a big problem. Although you're out of debt, you haven't changed your spending habits, and so it's just a matter of time before you get into debt again. So you just really want to do your research, make sure you're going to the right person, and make sure that you have a holistic solution so that you do not make those same mistakes again and so that you increase your credit score as well as develop good money management skills to pay off your debts and improve your financial life. So what tips would you give people who are currently living paycheck to paycheck, Kareen? For people currently living to paycheck, living paycheck to paycheck, they need to sit down and create a budget for themselves. They need to see what areas they are spending most of their monthly income and try to reduce um, their spending. For uh, some people say, "Well, I don't have any extra money." Well, there's always um, ways to find extra money. Uh, my grandparents, you know, told me all the time about how they lived through the depression. They were able to make it even though they. Um, weren't making a lot of money. So there's always a way, but we live in a society where um, everyone's one, 
everyone wants everything right away. They're used, you know, they want instant gratification. They want to have the big house, the big car. You know, they have to have, um, like I said, the Starbucks. Or, you know, if they smoke cigarettes, that's a big, big expense. Or, you know, if you're a drinker, that's a big expense. If you like designer clothes, you know, that's a big expense. And people don't realize that they're confused and their needs what they want. The only thing that you need is food, clothing, and shelter. Anything outside of that is a luxury and a, and a, and a need. And a, I'm sorry, and a want. And so if people go back to just focusing on the basic needs, they will be able to make it. A lot of people, when they go to the grocery store, um, they buy um, name brand products, buy the generic store brand. That will save you a lot of money. You know, use coupons, buy things on sale. If you eat steak, if you like to eat steak, maybe you have to cut out eating steak. Try to cook more soups and casseroles or stews. You may have to eat rice and bean dishes every day um, for the, you know, for a few weeks to save yourself money. But those are the sacrifices that people are going to have to make if they want to be able to survive in this economy. And a lot of people are now willing to make those sacrifices. They feel they go to work every day. They deserve nice things. They deserve to have whatever it is they want to have. But that's not always possible. And we can see that now. A lot of people are losing their homes, losing their jobs. And so if you don't make those cutbacks and sacrifices, you're you're just not going to make it. So that seems to be the overriding theme here that we definitely need to take control of our own our own financial future. Absolutely. Have you, Harine, been personally affected by the financial crisis? And if so, in what way? Yes, I have. My mortgage company um, wrote down approximately a hundred million dollars in losses. And as well as I am a customer of Wachovia, so when I heard that announcement, I was a little concerned, but um, I had to remind myself that my money is insured and that um, my services are still the same. I called the bank the next day. Everything was still the same. My account balance was still the same. You know, my checks cleared. Everything was still the same. So... I definitely have been impacted. And so that's why I'm telling your listeners not to take their money out of the bank and to reduce um, their expenses because we do not know what the future holds. I had no idea my mortgage company was having problems. I had no idea my bank was having problems. And so um, that was definitely a shock to me. But um, you can still continue to pay your bills and and. Do the things you need to do with your bank as long as you don't panic and don't make decisions based on emotion because you usually make bad decisions when that happens. So it's just too bad that when they go out of business, your your bills are not wiped out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was the case. That's what I was thinking about my mortgage company. I said, oh, boy, if they go out of business, does that mean my loan is wiped out? I know, right? That's what I was thinking because I have Wachovia, too. Oh, my goodness. Um, And they just bought out the company that I had for 20 years. It's the funniest thing. So now they're not. My, they're not, I guess my next uh, bill from my for my mortgage at home will not be from Wachovia. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. What's the best advice you want to share with individuals about getting out of debt, Harine? The best advice I want to give your listeners is to um, create a budget. Even the entertainers and the stars, they have accountants and they have a budget. Everyone has to have a budget. You have to know your your SEO, how much you spend, how much you earn, and how much you owe. That is so critical nowadays because many times people don't even know how they got into debt. They don't even remember what they spent their money on. They don't know their monthly income, and they and they don't know their household expenses. And there's you can never have um, a good financial success if you don't know those three elements. And so once you can just go to the basic old method of taking a piece of paper and writing it, da- writing it down, or you can use a software like Quicken or Microsoft Money, but you have to know 
know those three things if you ever want to get out of a financial crisis, pay off your debts, and if you want to accomplish financial goals such as becoming a homeowner, starting a business, or buying investment property. It's so true. So true. So, Harine, tell us about your book, How to Get Out of Debt, Get an A Credit Rating for Free, and How Our Listeners Can Get a Copy. Yes, my book is called How to Get Out of Debt, Get an A Credit Rating for Free, and it has um, chapters on how to create a budget, how to deal with different issues like bankruptcy, repossession, collection accounts, how to write letters to your creditors to set a payment plan and fix errors on your credit report. It also talks about how to maintain your good credit, um, how to increase your credit score, how to deal with telemarketers. It also talks about identity theft and has resource, resource information listed by state. And my book is available in all of the major bookstores, Borders, Barnes & Noble, Walden Books, B. Dalton, and Books A Million, as well as Amazon.com. Wonderful. So tell us about some of the services that you offer your clients. Yes, I offer my clients uh, several services. The main service is that we provide is credit repair or credit restoration. We help our clients uh, fix errors on the credit report as well as work with their creditors to set up payment plans and negotiate with them to get their debts paid off. In addition, we set our clients up on a monthly budget uh, to help them track their monthly spending and to help them accomplish any financial goals that they may have. We also do basic financial planning to help our clients plan for retirement. In addition, we also provide education and training to children and adults on different financial topics such as financial literacy, how to establish business credit, and how to buy a home. So what's next for Harine Freeman? Well, what's next for me is that this weekend I have a book event in Lago, Maryland, where I will be doing a book signing as well as giving a seminar. Um, in November, I will be on a panel for Essence Magazine at their Young Women's Conference. And I am also in the process of uh, revising my current book, so the revision will be out in January 2009. Wonderful. Congratulations. And thank, thank you, you very much. I was very lucky because I happened to be at the Own Your Power Retreat in Miami Beach this past week, and um, and I got your book in the in the giveaway bag, and I was just so excited. And I said to the, the hostess Simone, "I'm I'm going to call her, and I'm going to contact her." She goes, <laughs> "Oh yeah, she's great." So so thank you for for the, that one generous gift that you gave us, and for uh, the, today for being with us. What's sure, I appreciate it. What's the best way to contact you? The best way to contact me is uh, to call my office. That number is 301-280-5923. They can also visit my website at www.hefreeman, that's H-E-F-R-E-E-M-A-N, enterprises.com. That's one word all together. And, uh, again, the name of my book is How to Get Out of Debt, Get an A Credit Rating for Free. Harina, it has been just wonderful having you today.